You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete is here, um, our vet. Uh, good morning to you. Let's talk about cats and dogs without not wearing their badges or any other animals, Pete. Well, what I was going to talk about today was travel sickness in pets because it's something that people are always asking me about. And... Um, I, my own dog came with me today to the station, uh, Kiko, and she's a really good traveller, and she'll happily sit in the car looking around, not bothered at all. But um, my father's in law, father-in-law's dog is a terrible traveller. His name is Soldier. And if you put him in the car, after 20 minutes, he starts to salivate, and then 25 minutes, almost bang on, he's sick. So we've learned to deal with that in a number of ways, but a lot of people don't know what to do, and so I thought I'd pass on a few tips. Okay. Um, yeah, what is it? Is it the motion of the of the car, first of all? Of it, what causes the sickness? It, it is the motion. It's just, just like some people get motion sickness on, 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 on boats would be most typical. Um, some dogs feel that same motion sickness in cars. And the best way to, 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 to solve that is to get them used to going in a car when they're very young. So when pups are just seven or eight weeks of age, from then on, take them in short trips here, there and everywhere. And that way they get used to being in the car and they never develop the, the, the motion sickness in the first place. It is not place. a physical uh, ailment, getting sick. Uh, it, it, it is. Rather than a psychological it's, one, because it, presumably it's something with the inner ear and all that, is it? it? It is, but it's to do with the brain interpreting the signals from the middle ear. So you can train the brain to um, interpret them differently. So in other words, if you get used to travel, you don't feel motion sickness. So, but, but for a dog like Soldier that's got established motion sickness, well, it's quite different because you can't train them to get used to it so easily. So for those cases, I think the first and very obvious thing is don't give a dog a meal before uh, a, a planned car journey. So make sure they're fasted for, for probably for 12 hours before a journey. So that way they don't have a, a stomach that's full and it's so likely to make them feel queasy. Um, the other thing is um, that you, you can get... Um, there's some tips like, for example, putting brown paper up on the windows at the back of the car so the dog can't actually see out. Um, if a dog doesn't see... Um, the landscape rushing past it on either side it's less likely to have this sense of vertigo that causes the, the vomiting and then the third thing is you can actually get medication especially to stop dogs being sick in the car um, and I, th- I think you wouldn't use it if you were, a dog was travelling every day in the car but if it's a special occasion I don't know, maybe you're going, going away for a weekend or for holidays um, if your dog's got a, a long journey ahead and it's prone to being travel sick then using this type of medication makes sense and your vet can provide that for you. Right, and that cuts it out? It, it basically, it blocks the, 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 the nerve pathway between the motion sickness centre and the brain. Mm. So basically, it, it's like cutting the wires so the dog isn't going to feel sick in the And it's place. mostly dogs, is it? The cats don't mind at all, do they? I wouldn't say cats don't mind. They... I think cats do get motion sickness as well, but I suppose people don't take their, their cats in cars as much as dogs. You know, people often take their dogs with them because they take them for walks, um, whereas people don't take cats for walks. So for cats, um, it's more of a necessity when they get taken for a journey. Um, and some cats travel well, some dogs don't travel some cats don't travel well at all. Um, and um, But generally... Um, uh, simple measures like fasting them are sufficient to stop them from being a big problem. And if you've got a long journey, say you're going to Cork or something like that, mm. I mean, it might be three hours or yeah. carry you five. Do you stop it on the way and go for a little walk and let them do a wee and give them some make, water and all that? Well, I think that makes sense to do that, yeah. just like it does for ourselves. A long journey can be a bit uncomfortable. Right. Whether you're a human or animal. And they're quite happy to go back into the car again and 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's another issue, actually, is dogs that don't want to go in the car, and that's quite a big problem sometimes. If a dog has a bad experience in the car, it can start to associate the car with nasty stuff like being sick, and so some dogs actually refuse to get into the car. And that's, that again goes back to trying to get them used to it from when they're very young, going on short trips frequently, and trying to give them things like treats in the car or chew toys or whatever, so they actually think, well, it's quite fun going in the car. And also, also, um, don't just use the car for bad stuff like going to vets or or, you know, or boarding kennels or, or groomers, you know, things where they mightn't actually have a great time because then they think, oh no, I'm not going in there again I know where, I know where that car's going <laughs> so it's good to get them, you know, take them on trips that, that, that maybe um, have happy endings as well <laughs> <laughs> Do dogs hate going to the groomers? No, it depends on the dog. Some dogs love the groomer. Uh, same with boarding kennels and same with vets. Some dogs love all these things. But, boarding um, kennels? What, what, what's the dog psychology on the boarding kennels? Well, it depends on the experience they have there. Um, like, some dogs... Some dogs... Um, a boarding kennel can be a place where they actually get extra attention. Like, an, an owner, for example, might not take the dog for too many walks, and you could have a boarding kennel that always takes a dog out for two walks a day um, and, you know, the dog might think, well, this is a great place to be. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, there are, you know, there are other boarding kennels where they don't do that and if a dog's used to long walks and it gets very short walks and no walks, then it might not like it at all. So it really depends. There's a great deal of individual variation there. <laughs> all right. Thanks for that, Pete. Thank you. That, uh, what, what do I call him? Hold on, let me see. Our Scots vet, uh, Pete <laughs> We'll restore you anyway. Please. Thank you. I prefer Scottish is, is more pleasing to the ear, I think, than British in Ireland. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Pete Weatherburn uh, from uh, Brave Vet in Old Connor. And uh, if you want to hear this broadcast again, get the advice of Pete. It's on his website. It will be shortly at least at petethevet.com. He's also on TV3 and lots of other places as well. In fact, he came over from Scotland and takes over the whole media. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank, Thank you. you.